like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. take his soul hello hello how is everybody doing today hope everybody is safe whoever is listening wherever you may be listening if there is anybody even listening this is the first episode of the fight game fanatic podcast yes that's right historic day historic night whatever time you may be listening i don't know your uh, podcast listening schedule time anyway i am said fight game fanatic i am who most people call the host with the most the one with the voice that gets everybody moist ty white that is my name hello how are you please please save your applause for after the podcast i'm sure your boss is looking at you like why the hell is this dude clapping all right anyway i'm sure many of you guys are wondering what the hell this podcast is even about a minute 30 seconds in Well, a minute, 30 seconds in, it's about nothing so far, but soon it will be about something. First, we're going to talk about the layout of this podcast is going to be mostly combat sports, the fastest growing sport in the world. You know what it is. We will also be sprinkling a little bit of boxing, a little bit of kickboxing also, a little bit of Muay Thai. I really like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I really like one FC, one championship. You know, I don't care if they say that there are 4 billion people watching their pay-per-view or it's the first uh, pay-per-view ever broadcasted to Mars. None of that matters. They got some good fights, and we're going to talk about those too. And you know what? I really don't discriminate against uh, my, uh, my native Americano sports, all right? I really do enjoy baseball. Look, look. Before you click off, we're not going to talk about it a lot. I will be giving you guys a warning when I'm talking about baseball, all right? I know it bores and puts most people to sleep, but hey, my 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 first love was baseball, all right? So we'll be talking a little bit about that. Spring training just started, all right? That's the most baseball talk we're doing for this podcast. Great, great talk. I'll dip my toe in a little bit of basketball talk. I'll dip my toe in a little bit of football talk when that comes back. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I might even have a couple people on. I don't know. My brother might show up, talk about hockey and golf. Who knows? One thing I know for sure is that when I get the hang of this damn editing stuff, if you guys help, can uh, help me out with that, I don't know. Just no, I'm talking to nobody right now. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be sprinkling in some clips here and there. I draw a lot of, uh, I'd say, influence from past podcasts like State of Combat. That was my favorite podcast, if you guys know what that is. My hardcores will probably know what that is, old Brian Campbell. I also really like... Uh, morning combat now uh i mean this podcast has already devolved into my interests which is great we're gonna get this show back on the on the rails get this train back on the rails here right now we're gonna be talking basically the entire show but we're gonna go about an hour talking about you guys know what we're gonna talk about we're talking about ufc 259 yes i know 
I know. On paper, probably one of the best cards that we've seen in the last two years. Easily the last two years. I mean, 2020, 2021. I mean, that's without without question. I mean, this has to be one of the best cards that we've seen in that span. I mean, we start, obviously. I don't need to tell most of you guys this. We start with Blaskowitz, all right? Or however you say it, all right? Jeez, get off my fucking back already. Versus Adesanya, all right? Blaskowitz coming in at 27 and 8, all right? Adesanya, you already know, he hasn't lost 20 and 0. His kickboxing record, 75 and 5. Goodness gracious, this man has lost five times in his entire career. Absolutely ridiculous. And let's be honest, only once in the UFC has he even come close to really losing, I guess. I mean, he didn't even really come close to losing against Kelvin Gaslam for that inter, uh, interim title. You know, I mean, that fifth round was his best round of his entire career, in my opinion. But I'm uh I'm getting ahead of myself here. What are we what are we looking at here? We're looking at double champ fight. Here we go. Is Adesanya can Adesanya become the champion of two weight divisions? Can Jan Blaskowitz goodness gracious, I'm I might get destroyed for that if anybody even listens to this. He's gonna look to retain his title for the first time after beating Dominic Reyes by second round TKO. Goodness gracious, that fight was awesome. Awesome. All right, before we get into predictions, obviously we're gonna go through the nitty gritty of the matter. All right, here we go. We're gonna jump through this and then I'm gonna go into what I think is gonna go on. All right, here we go. This is what everybody tells you about this fight. Here we go. Blaskowitz started the UFC two and four. Not great. All right, he's been eight and nine since, if my notes are correct, which I think they are four and zero oh since like going into this fight. I mean, come on, he lost to Jimmy Manoa going first, and Corey Anderson avenged both of those. Lost to Alex Gustafson, goodness gracious, and Tiago Santos, obviously. Which the fight he was winning, goodness, come on now. All right, almost done on uh, Blaskowitz. Yeah, he beat Devin Clark, Jared Cannonier, Nikhil Kridoff. I mean, he beat Souza, even though that was a fucking just god-awful fight. Moving on. God, that fight gives me a damn hernia. He also beat Luke Rockhold. All right. That's a good win, even though people don't like Luke Rockhold anymore. He was a former champion, but moving on anyway. And finally, he beat uh, Corey Anderson to get that title shot that he ended up beating Dominic Reyes for, like we already stated. All right, we're done there. Now the real stuff. The man is built on pierogies and fucking uh, trout. I don't know what they have in Poland, but he is an absolute monster. He's built like a brick shit house, which is all they have in Poland. Obviously, he's going to be built like one. And the man is so muscular. He has the most geometric head I've ever seen in my life. It's a perfect square. It's kind of incredible to look at. Anyway, he's his nickname is the Polish Hammer. He's got Polish power. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The guy is just a tank in every sense of the word when you, when you use it for a human being. I mean, if the Polish had a couple yawns back there in the 30s, late 30s, there would have been no World War II. Hitler would have been just stopped in his tracks by the Jans of uh, Poland in the 30s. It would have been done, right? Insensitive joke. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on from that. 
already digging myself a hole. Anyway, all right, back on track. Waskowitz, uh, I don't look too much into the Embedded's episode one or episode two made it seem like he was very, very relaxed for this fight. Like he was very nonchalant. He also says that he's not really training a whole lot for this uh, leading up to the fight during this fight week, which is fine. I mean, shoot, who am I to tell this man what to do? I'm just saying. I'm just calling it to attention, okay? Attention. Moving on. The real money player in this fight, Israel flipping Adesanya, the last style bender. I mean, come on, 20 and 0. He hasn't even, he has been tested. I don't want to say that. He definitely has been tested. Kelvin Gaslam freaking tested the fuck out of that guy. All right. But that's really the fight that you saw that, I mean, Israel is cut out to be a champion, and obviously he's cut out to be a champion. He's ran through everybody he's fought. I mean, since February 19th, he's fought Anderson Silva, Kelvin Gaslam, like I said, in the fight of the year there in 2019. And, man, I mean, after that, he fought Robert Whitaker, just knocked him out, knocked him out twice, technically. I mean, come on. He fought Yolo Romero. Pause. Skip. That fight never needs to be talked about, ever. He still won it, though. Now, that fight... He needed that fight, all right? Another pause there, because I'm trying to think about how to say something nice about this fight. Um, yeah, so it, like, it, it helped him. I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about it, really. Uh, it helped him a lot with Costa, because, I mean, he started chewing up the leg, leg right away. If he would have done that against Romero, round one, who's to say round four looks a lot different, all right? Anyway... The man uses distance and range like you've never seen anybody in your entire life. And I don't know. He's, like I said, he knows how to deal with fighters that don't engage with him as much now. Because why would you engage with him? As soon as Paolo wanted to engage with him, he got a freaking left hook straight to the cheek. And then he got humped. I mean, come on. What are you going to do? I bring up the fact that he knows how to fight people that don't engage as much as much as I do is because I mean we got to bring up this terrible fight that Jan had with Souza Jacare Souza I mean he won by split decision sure but I mean it was a pick em. who cared I mean if Souza would have won we would have all said well whatever all right I guess he won and in that fight Jan didn't do anything well he didn't obviously he did something he defended against the takedown he didn't want to go down with Jacare 205 pound jacare who could submit a, a large bull could submit a rhinoceros i get that i do i really really do but it's still who's to say that he doesn't try to pick and patter and find one big polish power shot on israel adesanya i mean it's either that or clinch the first three rounds and make sure that you're in there for the championship rounds and then just go after him i mean i guess i'm giving away my hand when i say who when i when I say this on who I think is going to win, but I mean, come on, who's going to think, I mean, who's going to take Blaskowitz in this situation? Israel is just, you know, it's just, he knows what he has to do to win. I mean, even against this guy, it's, you think he hasn't fought huge guys? I mean, kickboxing, he's fought, he's fought a heavyweight at kickboxing. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. 
He's 6'4". He's going to be taller than Blaskowitz. I mean, he's still going to get to use his range. Maybe not as much as he got to use against Yoel or Costa. But, I mean, shoot, he knows how to use range. I mean, Robert Whitaker is the king of rushing in, and he knocked him out twice, like I said. It's just, I'm ranting again. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead and give the prediction, all right? Uh, obviously, I'm saying Israel... I don't think he finishes off Jan, though. I really don't, even though Jan has been shown that uh, one good shot will put him down and will put him down for a while against Thiago Santos. You saw that. And, I mean, Israel Adesanya has such good technique, he can match the power of Thiago Santos. I mean, that might be a hot take, but, I mean, is it? I mean, that man, Israel Adesanya, can question mark kick you into next century. Into no century. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I will say Adesanya wins, obviously. I do think it will be by unanimous decision, though. I do think he's going to point him because, I mean, Israel is cocky and he's good and he knows that what he's got. But, I mean, I wouldn't start throwing fourth, fifth round with Jan and get clipped, break a nose, and then boom, you're screwed. It's not a good sign, I don't think. Especially against a guy like Jan, who knows what he's got to do to win this fight. He's got to knock this. He's got to knock Israel out. That's what he's got to do. Or he's got to TKO him on the ground. Which brings me to this. Jan absolutely could lean on him and absolutely clinch fuck, for lack of a better term, him for two rounds straight. First, second round. Just not leave his freaking stomach. Stomach on stomach at all times. Just dirty boxing. Now, I do think if that happens, catch me changing my tune on Instagram, on my Instagram story, all right? Because then I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, this guy knows what he's got to do to win this fight, and he's pulling it off. Yawn, I mean. So... It just depends. That first round is so important in this fight. If Israel is keeping the distance, circling around, picking around, picking apart that front leg, jabbing up, getting swift combinations, and then rolling to the side away from power punches, power kicks, I mean, it's over. It's done. Turn off your TV right there because the fight is over. But if Jan can get a hold of him and hang on him, maybe even take him down once, which I don't know. I mean, I would have to go look back. I don't think Jan really is taking people down ever. He's knocking people out. But still, he might have to. And if he does, then shoot. That that first round might be hell for Adesanya, and those next rounds might not be too great either. But people don't take Israel down. I mean, Kelvin tried to. Kelvin was a great wrestler on tough and all that early career. So he became a little bit more of a power puncher. But still, he couldn't do it. Brunson couldn't do it. Brunson got a knee to the face when he tried to. So if Israel gets tired, now listen to this. If Israel gets tired, this is another fight of the night contender right here. I'll tell you what. Because Israel's got the heart to go all five rounds. And if he's tired, he can't walk away from uh not walk away i shouldn't say that if he can't keep his distance away from Jan, then goodness gracious 
this could be a firefight between an absolute powerhouse of a puncher and one of the most strategic and technical fighters we've ever seen in the cage. That sounds like heaven on earth. That makes me want to make a freaking baby. <laughs> on that note, we're going to switch it up. We're going to go to the co-main. Listen, guys and girls, whoever is listening, like I said, I don't have much for this fight. I love the lioness. I really do. So there's no disrespect here when I say, man, this fight, I'm not excited about this fight. All right? I think Amanda Nunez is going to absolutely destroy freaking shoe chugging, boot boot luge, or whatever it's called, boot lug, uh, Megan Anderson. I mean, I respect Megan Anderson. She's an absolute beast. She can knock my freaking socks off. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's a beast. You can knock me out right now if without even trying, all right? But Amanda Nunes is going to knock her the frick out, I think. I think she's going to absolutely destroy her. It's definitely going to be at least a TKO, I think, because Amanda, if Amanda takes her down, it's going to be rough. It's going to be real rough. But, again, she doesn't even have to take her down. I think she could head kick her. I think she could head kick her, and it and then it's done. I mean, if she, if she can head kick Holly Holm and set it up the way she did against Holly Holm, I mean, come on, Megan Anderson. Come on. I mean, long pause. Again, you know, you guys know what's up by now. I mean, we're 17 minutes in. You guys got to know what these pauses are. They got to – it's not great. I don't like the sound of it. Which is why I'm not excited about it. I think if it does go five, it's because Amanda figured she had to wrestle her and control her the entire fight. All right. And I think if not, we're in for we're in for a second round TKO, second round KO. I mean, great. But this featherweight division, I mean, come on. Let's be honest. For whoever that might listen to this, put it in the comments of whatever, wherever you're listening, or, I don't know, send it to my Instagram or something. Amanda Nunes, if she was not a champion of this featherweight division, okay, roll with me here. Would that champion even be, like, in pay-per-views? Would that be a fight night, like... Main event of women's featherweight championship fight if Amanda Nunez wasn't it, wasn't the champion. That would be a fight night main event. And um, it's unfortunate, but I wish it wasn't that way. But just, just not pretty. Just not a pretty sight up there. Well, it is because the freaking lioness makes it look absolute easy. She's a pound for pound great. But it's just, it's hard to get excited for this fight. This fight kind of takes it out of me. This fight does not get me, does not get my juices flowing. You can feel the momentum of this podcast has already slowed. I was on a roll, and now I'm dragging like a mofo. But we're going to get it back. We're getting it back right now. I See, I can already feel my spirits rising when I, as I turn this page on my notes. Goodness gracious. God, Good. the most important thing I didn't put a note for, how to pronounce the freaking champion's name. Pet, I'm calling it Peter. I'm sorry, I'm just going to do it. All right, Peter Jan. 
goes up against Al Jermaine Sterling, my favorite fighter in the whole division. All right, boom, cards on the table, all in. There you go, my favorite fighter in the division. And he's my favorite for one simple reason. The man is full of swag. He is dripped down. I love it. He is the man. See, this is the champion that we need. This guy wears a chain, wears the biggest chain that I've ever seen in my entire life. Probably weighs about 34 pounds. It's the Deontay Wilder vest, all right? Except he doesn't get tired after. He submits who I think is the second best fighter in this division. He submits him in under a minute, all right? So let's just let's just put some respect on Al Jermaine's name. He should have been the champion, if we're being honest. All right, we're getting straight into it now. We're getting straight into this. I think, personally, that Corey Sanhagen versus Al Jermaine Sterling... I think most people would agree with this. Should have been the the original title fight instead of Jan versus Aldo. I mean, the Jan versus Aldo fight, great fight, sure. Blah, 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 great fight. It wasn't deserved on, on Aldo's part for sure. And Jan is a beast, but he didn't deserve it then. I mean, he had fought Uriah Faber. Yes. Another pause. We're getting it. Some of you got that one. Uriah Faber, he fought. Head kicked him in the next week. But head kicked him in re- another retirement. But, I mean, come on. I just think that that fight, maybe it's because I'm biased. Maybe it's, And I want to see a title around Al Jermaine's waist already. Matching that damn gold necklace that he's always wearing. All right, listen, listen, listen. Before anybody starts coming at me, I, yes, I, I am a fan of Al Jermaine. I like what he brings to the game. But, all right, I'm saying that I think he's going to win, but Jan definitely is a – I mean, he's the champion. I mean, come on. I think Al Jermaine is a rifle champion. I mean, I said that, but still. Jan has definitely got a lot of prospects in this fight, and it's, it's going to be, a, I think, the best fight on the entire card in my opinion, for for the money. like it, I think it's going to be action-packed wherever it goes, ground. I think there's going to be a lot of action on the ground, actually, because, I mean, Al Jermaine is a killer. I mean, he's not going to be able to really contend with Jan on the feet after seeing a lot of the... After going back and watching some of the fights I against Aldo, particularly, the adjustments that he made, switching stances and just... Just absolutely whooping him after Aldo was getting after that leg. Jan is a killer. He really is. But I mean, for the money, I just got I just got Sterling. I don't know what the odds are in this fight. Um, I'm not I'm not really going to take the time to look at him. To be honest with you, if we're being totally honest here, I will say this though: I do not think it goes the full five rounds. Is it five rounds? Yeah, championship fight got to be five rounds. I don't think it goes the full five rounds, if we're honest here. I think either way, and that's what this is what that's what's great about this fight. I mean, in the fifth round, you could see either Al Jermaine submitting them, or you could see Jan beat like TKO in them, like he did Aldo by just putting on the pressure in those late rounds. That's what's awesome about this fight. There's gonna like these three fights. Uh, two of these fights are gonna be really good. One of these fights are one of these fights. I think we can guess after we listen in here. 
one of these fights is going to be kind of a beatdown, in my opinion. I mean, listen, I'll take it back a little bit because I watched the most recent Embedded. I'm recording this part a little bit, a little bit behind because there was a recording issue going back. All right, be candid with you. Megan Anderson is big. She is huge, and she looks like a killer. I saw her training with uh, Kraus leading up in the Embedded. And she's big. She really is. So, all right, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. So, there, there. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I'm just ranting again. That's what I'm going to do a lot in this podcast, I guess. I see that now. But I'm probably going to leave it there, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a lot more that I want to talk about. These aren't just the three fights that really matter. There's a lot of fights that really matter. We got, uh, 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 see, now I'm going to look stupid, but I'm going to get these. I'm going to get these fights. That we, oh, of course, we have Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Uh, Drew Dober is a betting underdog, which is hard. It's hard to see that when you actually watch him fight. But Islam Makachev going for that seven-fight win streak, that's going to be good. I'll do – we'll see. If we if I have more time in the week, we'll see if I can get through these fights more in depth like I have the championship fights. Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakitic. This is going to be a really good fight. I'm really excited for this fight. I would say probably a number one contenders fight depending on how the lightweight division will look. I mean, if Israel Adesanya wins that match, wins that match against Gian, it's hard to see the light heavyweight division really getting back on track. I mean, unless Israel just lets you know right after the post fight that he's uh, he's dropping the 185 belt or he's dropping this belt. Either way, well, if he drops the 185 belt, everything is good. 185 will be just fine without Israel. And light heavyweight division would love to have Israel. I mean, let's be honest. And that first fight on that card will give him his next matchup, which is a lot of fun to think about. On the prelim card, of course, of course, we have Casey Kinney, the <laughs> the, most, the guy that what did, like what did Sean O'Malley really needs to figure himself out? Right, let's just be honest here. Let's real talk. Like we haven't had real talk this entire podcast. It's real talk that time now. Sean O'Malley needs to put that podcast away. Easy for me to say. And he needs to get back to the punching bag. Let's be honest. It's just he was such he's such a character, I get it. But that Casey Kennedy that Casey Kenny interview was hard to listen to some spots of it most spots these hardcores that are listening understand what i'm talking about when they talk about megan anderson but i do think that fight is super interesting i mean dominant cruz coming off a pretty i would say stunning performance against henry cejudo as in lack thereof a performance he got kneed right in the face and then he got stopped not much. He wasn't really able to stretch his legs a whole lot. This fight, he'll definitely have to stretch his legs because Casey Kenny is an absolute monster. Watching him fight with just pure reckless abandon sometimes, he throws shots that I didn't know could be thrown so hard. It's pretty incredible to watch. And Dominic Cruz, 
He cannot get in front of one of those punches, I'll tell you what. Or that old man is going to be stuck at the commentator's get desk for a while before his next fight, if he's even got one. I mean, if he loses, is that it for Dominic Cruz? I'm sure that he's still extremely competitive in the division, but he's already got a commentator spot. And you see that once fighters get a commentary spot, they're really already got one foot out the door. I mean, you got Paul Felder, you got Daniel Cormier, you can't say, because the man was 40 and he did everything he needed to do in his career. But still, moving on to make the point, I'll say DC also. And you have Dominic Cruz, who was never really rushed into taking that first fight with Henry Cejudo. Now he's looking to get back out there. He's ranked 11th, I believe. Against a man who's really trying to make a name off him. Like, this is the definition of, like, trying to make a name off somebody right here. Taking Dominic Cruz off a pretty rough loss against Henry Cejudo. Casey Kenny is trying to get all the attention he can before this fight so he can really put it on him. And good for him. I mean, he's a great fighter. I like watching him fight. Don't like listening to him talk. Not going to do that much anymore, but still. To each their own. I'm really excited to watch this. Let's see what other fights we got here. Also on this card, you got maybe the number one contender spot for the flyweight division after Figueredo and Moreno run it back. You got Joseph Benavidez coming back from his losses versus Figueredo to fight Asker Askarov. The person that many people thought I mean, deserved the title shot way before somebody like Alex Perez or even Brandon Moreno before he even stepped before he stepped in the cage. Now everybody knows Brandon Moreno is that man. But before people were saying, "Hey, Asker Askarov probably is the next guy." So it's going to be interesting. I definitely think this should be a number one contender spot. I mean, even though that if Joseph Benavides wins, goodness gracious, he probably has got to face either Perez or Moreno, if he if Moreno loses in the rematch, to be able to really get back there. I mean, the man got just absolutely destroyed by Figueredo in their last match, and it it was it was brutal to watch. I mean, it went all the way up until like 10 seconds left, and it was just a beatdown since that 10 seconds left in the first round, and oh, goodness, it was ugly. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, so we'll say that's a number one contender spot for probably Asker Askarov if he wins. Benavidez probably has got one more, I would say. Uh, yeah, all right. So yeah, that, that's it for uh, number one, episode one. We went about 30 minutes. I'm going to try to shoot for about 45 minutes to an hour. I kept this one short just because it's my first one. I tried to make it a little light. Just cover the uh, the big fights coming up in the weekend. I did want to like I don't know like pose like a question. I mean I will here. Here we go. We're not quite done yet. We can probably this is probably should wait until after the fights on Saturday to see how this ages. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because it's coming out on Friday. So this might age terribly. Come Sunday I might look like a fool. But here we go. It's it's happening. Who's a better, like, actual striker, technical striker? Canelo Alvarez, pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world. Israel Adesanya, the best striker in MMA. God, 
That's hard for me because I love can I love me some Canelo. Probably my second favorite boxer of all time behind somebody like Manny Pacquiao. But neither here nor there. Who's better technically? I mean, I know it's completely different. It's different sports or different types of striking completely. But, I mean, just consider like leg kicks. I mean, Israel Adesanya basically won the fight against Paulo Costa by chipping at the leg and going after him. So, in that respect, I'm kind of talking myself out of the question, but I'm going to leave it in. Let me know if anybody makes it this far in the episode. If anybody's still listening, let me know somehow. If you are, if you even do listen to this, it's probably because you stopped by. And if you're still listening, you may have liked it from my Instagram page, fight underscore game underscore fanatic. So thank you for listening. If you did make it this far, there's a lot more to come, no matter who's listening out there. So here we go. Thank you guys for listening, and we out.